Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm your host, Scott Colnut, and with me today is Daryl Sigler, smartphone video marketing advocate from the Smartphone Video Marketing Group. And we're going to be discussing the production studio that's in your pocket. So, Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Excellent, Scott. Glad to be here. Thank you. No problem. Do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners and feel free to share any personal or company mission goals that you have? No problem. Yeah, my name's Daryl Sigler. I am a smartphone video marketing advocate. Uh, I had an experience with smartphones a couple of years ago, and it was a revelation for me, really. So from that, primarily with smartphone video marketing, we help SME businesses start and scale their video marketing without video production companies, without using expensive filming equipment, and without filmmaking experience just by using their smartphone. And I'd love to know more about how you got into this world, because when I was looking, doing my research on you and your history, I can see that you spent a really long time in the petroleum industry. So I've got to know that journey and how that journey happened. Yeah, well, I mean, that is just one very small chapter in what has been a quite extensive life journey. I mean, it's probably no different. We all go through various stages in life and wear multiple hats. But Ultimately, uh, I mean, my journey started in digital marketing back in 2011. I got into SEO uh, and then started working with uh, the agency, Jellyfish Agency, and was an SEO manager there. Now, during that time, we were doing a lot of client, client work, so on and so forth, but the entrepreneurial spirit has always been in my blood and my family as well has always had an interest in the petroleum industry from my father's side. So my brother ended up taking over the family business in Australia and then discussions sort of happened and we started branching out and created a business on what was specialist fuel storage tanks. So we're talking fuel storage tanks that potentially are up to the size of a 40-foot shipping container. You know, Australia is a big, vast country and we have challenges in terms of infrastructure, so on and so forth. So we saw a gap in the market for producing these type of tanks. And yeah, we serviced the market. The market, the market came to fruition. But equally, through my exposure with the agency and being an SME small business owner, I sort of had the best of both worlds because I could see what was working in uh, the, the, the agency side where, you know, people had bigger budgets and were able to implement cutting edge strategies, which I really enjoyed and was really a big part of. Um, but then equally, I had the challenges around, right, how can I introduce that to our SME small business in Australia? And, you know, this was back in 2015, 2016. And one thing for me that was really, really first and foremost was video. I wanted to lead with video in terms of telling our story in the way that our products served our customers. But as a startup business, it was quite a challenge. Getting a video production company involved was a big expense for, a big expense for us in, in terms of where we were with our business. And ultimately, it was something that 
we saw as a challenge in terms of something being able to scale. So we, I threw around the idea for you know a good six months in terms of making this happen. But ultimately, we did go to a video production company and we got two videos produced and it was great. But what I found was really interesting about the process, it was really disruptive in the way that you know, we booked this agent, we booked this video production company to come in. We had to stop in terms of what we were doing. We had to sort of set up and, you know, produce the whole day just for these two events. We had to sort all the tanks up, make sure all the guys were set up and everything, so on and so forth. So I find the pro- I found the process quite disjointed in terms of being able to do it as part of your workflow. So that was one thing that really stood out for me. Equally, uh, in terms of the budget that it required to actually get the company in and the two videos that we got, I found, you know, in terms of where we were with the business, it was something. It wasn't something we were going to be able to scale at that point. Um, so, whilst we had two videos, we used those videos from within a marketing perspective, and you know, they did okay. It was something that was right. We tried it. I still see some challenges around it. So, because of that. I just sort of parked it and left it at that. Now, as a consumer, I always love video. As a business owner, I wanted to produce video so my consumers could understand more about what we do and the way that we do it. But obviously, there were some challenges around that. So I just sort of parked it and left it for the best part of two years. And then I happened to come across this term called mobile journalism. And it related to journalists that were producing video stories, video news content, purely within the context of their smartphone. And now when I heard about this, I went, wait, what? Just a second? I mean, they're producing video content for news stories on their phones. Okay. And then the more I looked into it, I found out that they were actually producing this news content for what were great big international brands. You know, you had the likes of the BBC in London, you had the likes of RTE, in, in, which is the equivalent of the BBC in Ireland. And again, it was another light bulb moment. I was thinking, wait a minute. So these are video journalists producing video content on their smartphone that is then getting shown on the six o'clock news. And for me, I went, right, okay, that is, that is a game changer. Because if these journalists are doing that, why can't business owners take the same principles and start to market their business with video using the same concepts. So for me, that was very much a pivotal moment in terms of, right, how do we understand, how do I understand about getting video into my business and how do we go about marketing with a smartphone? Sorry, and what year was that? Uh, this was in 2018. So these mojos, uh, mojos or mobile journalists as we'll call them, you know, they had been sort of starting this transition of video content and smartphone production from as early as 2015 and 2016 when the first iPhone came out. And for them, it was just, you know, it was, it was a couple of rogue journalists. They were just trying the principles, seeing if it could be done because essentially these were phones with cameras and they were still going out doing high production value news stories. And traditionally, Mobile journalists would go out with, say, a three-man crew, uh, where it would be, you know, a a journalist, a camera person, and a sound engineer. And from a logistics point of view, and also from a cost point of view, you know, that that is a that's that's a lot of manpower and it's a lot of logistics around it. And one thing that came to the fore from these journalists was, well, just a second, you know, I've got this phone in my pocket. Why don't I start trying to see what capabilities that can actually give back to us? And yeah, I mean, they they just pushed the envelope in terms of trying it. And the more they tried it, the more the technology improved as they as they went through this process, the more they seemed to sort of find a workflow that worked for them. And it got to the point where in some instances, you know, very much for myself, I, I couldn't actually tell the difference between what was viewed as a professional camera, traditional professional camera footage, and what was smartphone footage. So again, like I said, it's for me that was my light bulb moment, and I just had to understand more about how I could under, how I could get to know more about this process. That's a, a great story, and I love it when I hear these kind of moments of inspiration from people because it really changes sometimes the course of someone's career. So I'm really interested to know taking yourself back to 2018 and that moment, 
what were your next steps? So you've got this kind of dose, this shot of inspiration, and you've decided, right, enough is enough. I need to help small business owners or SMEs to do video marketing because I've seen how that's done in the journalism world. Even though I had that light bulb moment, I'm like, right, okay, how do I actually understand more about this? Because, you know, I could, I was very much the lay person. I knew nothing about making video. Uh, I had an avid interest in terms of I loved it from a consumer point of view. I loved it from a marketing point of view. But from a production point of view, I knew literally nothing about how to make a video. So I, it was a pretty big roadblock, but it was one I thought, well, okay, I'm willing to take this on. And as part of that journey, a competition actually came up and it was to go on a mobile journalist training course for a week around Ireland. And part of that course was, uh, well, actually, as part of that process, they ran a competition to produce a video. And if you got your video picked, then they were giving away guest spots to actually go on this training course. And I thought, well, gosh, I'm going to have a crack at this. I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. <laughs> so I did it. And I have to be honest, it was, it, was, it was pretty simplistic. But, you know, I entered it. And as it turned out, I ended up winning a sponsorship spot. And I got a week's training event traveling around Ireland with about 15 mobile journalists. And the interesting part here was they were all from different news stations all over Europe that were there to learn the art of mobile journalism. And I was the only one there that was actually a marketer. And I knew nothing about mobile journalism. So I thought, well, okay, this could be interesting. I could be onto something here. And I mean, it was invaluable. For the next week, we just I we traveled around Ireland. I learned all the tips, tricks, processes, everything that they went into around how they craft stories, the challenges that they come up against, um, the limitations of the phone, the benefits of the phones, the types of apps that they use, how, how to actually be able to edit on the phone when you're on location, which makes for a really sort of agile and fast and dynamic storytelling because you can literally be in the be in the moment, capture the story, edit the story, and as they do, you know, upload that story into the cloud back to the new station, and they're able to pull that into what would be their new stories for that day. And yeah, I mean, it was an invaluable experience. It was an amazing experience, and it sort of culminated, I think, in day five. They gave us a brief and they said, right, we're going to send you into a business. You've got two hours. You've got to go into that business. And you've just got to understand and you've got to find a story, you know, on what that what that business owner is about, what they're trying to do, so on and so forth. And I was, oh, my gosh, I was totally intimidated by it, totally freaked out. But at the same time, I thought, you know, this is this will be interesting. And lucky enough, I went into a, a, a pub, a Shabim, an Irish uh, pub. So I had a bit of an affinity in terms of where I wanted to go. And as just by talking to the pub owner, you know, this was like a third generation pub that had been in the family. It, was, it had been started by uh, his sort of great-great-granddad. It was an illegal establishment, a Shabim. It's now been it's going to be taken over by his youngest son. And it was also one of the most westerly pubs in Europe. So there was all this history, the location, everything that came into it. And yeah, within the course of two hours, we had to go in, get all this information from the pub owner, craft the story from a visual point of view, and then put it all together. And it was it was a really interesting um, process. And then, I mean, we just brought it all together and everyone within the group compared all their stories. We just brainstormed about what could be done better, what could be done, you know, improvements here and there. And it was really, um, it was a really interesting process, but, you know, Going through that week's training on mobile journalism for me was pivotal in understanding how it could be done from a training perspective to be able to introduce that into uh, the layperson's perspective, almost, you know, like from business owners' perspectives, because I think that's the benefit of smartphone video marketing. It's very much about capturing the moments as and when they happen and understanding how to package that up into a story um, because essentially that is what marketing is all about you know we are we are trying to tell stories in terms of what our business does and how it does it 
And that's really just what the essence of smartphone video marketing is about. I have so many questions about this journey. Uh, uh, it's such a an interesting story in terms of that that pivotal moment in your career and bringing video marketing to life through mobile journalism. I just love that concept. I love when you take from another industry and bring that into your own to kind of enhance it. So I've got I've got so many questions about this particular week. I guess I'm interested to know as a starting point. Where did you think you were most skilled in comparison to the journalists, the mobile journalists that you were working with during that week? So what did you think that you could bring into marketing from the mobile journalism world to make it even better or more applicable to marketing? And also on the flip side, what did you really learn from the journalists at that time that you just didn't know anything about before? Great question, Scott. I think what was interesting and pivotal for me in terms of that week and the different news stories that we crafted from all the people that were actually on the course was mine was the only one at the time that actually had subtitles in the video content. So they just created their stories. It was very much in the perspective of it being a news article and going out on what would be a news channel. So it was very traditional in that sense. Mine had the same sort of structure basis to it, but then I, because of my marketing background, I had lower thirds on the bottom. I had a black sort of key. I had transcripts going across the bottom because I knew at the time that a lot of video content is actually viewed with the sound off. So I thought, right, I need to tell this story from a a text point of view as well. So people, even though they're watching it, they can still get the gist of what's going on. And I think that was probably the key pivotal difference between my story and the other journalist stories, um, because I was doing it more from a marketing and a social media perspective, definitely. Um, and answering your other question, I think the one thing that I did learn from the week that was really pivotal was the art of storytelling. I mean, journalists, their skill set is being able to release the emotion in a story to a certain extent. And that only comes with experience. But, you know, they gave you the framework of trying to understand the who, what, why, how, when elements of good storytelling. But also they were able to help me understand how to pull that together and tell it from a visual point of view. And all you're trying to do is you're trying to get a connection between what are the visual elements of the story and getting that to tie into the the storyline itself. So, you know, if you're talking about a pub, for instance, what better way to represent that is to have a visual wide element shot of a pub. Um, And then in the same way that our eyes might start to focus on the individual elements of that pub, so, you know, we might start to look at the entrance itself, we just start to take a shot of that entrance because it helps craft that transition in our mind, but from a visual point as well. So it was really just that combination of bringing it all together. And it's very much a trial and error situation. And yeah, so it's just a combination of crafting the story and then trying to bring that story together from a visual point through the variety of shots, like wide shots, uh, medium shots, close-up shots on people's faces, close-up shots on people's hands, what they're doing. So for instance, within the pub, you know, we were getting close-up shots of the uh, pub owner pouring pints and stuff like that. And it really does complement the story from a visual point of view. And taking me back to that time, you go back to the office and you're thinking to yourself, right, I have these skills. Now, how do I apply them to marketing? (laughs) Uh, So I guess my first question is, where did you start with that process? Because it must have been really exciting that you have those kind of moments, don't you, where you learn these new skills. You're like, oh, right, I need to get going and apply these. And and then you kind of have to break down where to start and how to get things moving. So there's that question, and I'm going to load this question with, I'm also interested to know at this point, what kind of technology were you using um, when you very first started a few years back? Okay, yes. So uh, what I'll do is I'll address your second question first in a rather bizarre order. But uh, at the time, 2018, I was only using a Android phone. And it was interesting because I knew when I was to go on this trip, this training trip, a lot of the technology was very much iOS and iPhone based because a lot of the app developers 
just through the simplicity of getting an app into the ecosystem, the, the sort of phone ecosystem, it was actually easier to release those apps into an iOS environment because it was less sort of formats that they had to worry about formatting into in terms of the different types of phones. So I went from an Android user to, right, I need to understand how I use iOS. So I went out and bought an iPhone 6S. And yeah, I had to fast track my sort of learning process. But, you know, ultimately, I produced that pub video on an iPhone 6S. There were a lot of other people at the time. I think they might have been using 7s or, you know, something that maybe even an 8 at the time. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of difference. And I'd still argue the point that even now with that iPhone 6S footage that I filmed, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of what I've done and I'm pretty proud of the quality that it comes across as. But again, I, I went through this process, I came away from it and I thought, right, I was really pumped and I understood the skill set and I'm like, okay, now how can I, how can I implement this into our business in Australia? <laughs> and that was the challenge. So about three or four months after I left Ireland, I went back to Australia and I just thought, right, I'm going to have a go at this. So we got a big tank, we put it in the workshop. So we set the scene in terms of who we are and what we did. So we set up a big fuel tank in the workshop, which reflected, you know, we are a manufacturing company. And then I just got one of the guys there. I said, look, I just want you to go into that tank. I want you to open up the latch. I want you to go in and pull out the fuel nozzle, uh, walk away from the tank just to show how some of the elements work. I want you to go back in. Really simple. And at the same time, I was recording this, doing all the variety of shots that I talked about earlier. But I was actually directing him physically. So you could hear my voice in the recordings. But in the editing process, I just took out my actual voice and did an overlay, which made it rather, rather interesting because all it, all it showed then was a simple product demonstration of the type of tanks that we did. It showed Chris, the individual, walking into the tank, opening up the nozzle, walking away from the tank. And then I had a 30-second narration, which I just dubbed over the top of the actual film itself, and that was it. I mean, it was pretty rough. It was pretty raw. But I thought, okay, I'm just going to put this out there and just see where we go because I've learned this skill set and now I've just got to do it. And, yeah, I mean, we very much marketed that video. We put some paid, some paid money behind it in terms of promoting it within Facebook itself, and that was in 2018. And that, those ads have been running for two and a half years. And now up to this point, I think we've got over – 3 million impressions on that video. We've had thousands and thousands of comments. We've had probably over 50,000 clicks to an actual landing page within our website. That video continually drives us new leads for the business. And I mean, it's just been an absolute revelation. And I think the one thing that I would take away from this is this sense of imperfect action. Um, you know, I was very much about just getting it done. And we put it out there. And I mean, this was this was the result of it. I mean, if I was more worried about being perfect, being a lot more professional in the way that I did it, this, this wouldn't have happened. And that also brings me to another point because, you know, sometimes our customers, they see what they want to see. They don't worry about, to a certain extent, the production value of a video. They see the value in terms of the story that you're telling or the value around the product that they see in our instance, for example. So, I mean, that that was a revelation. I mean, that was our biggest success to date, and it's something that works really well for us. But fundamentally, what has shifted within the business itself is because we all have smartphones on us, because we all have a camera on us, we all have the opportunities to capture the moments as and when they happen within the business. And we have fundamentally shifted a bit of an ethos within the business as well. So a lot of employees now understand the principles of how we market in terms of smartphone video marketing. So if they're in the position where they can capture something on film, because we've taught them the fundamentals of how to do that, you know, with the shot varieties and so on and so forth, they're able to whip out their phone and they're able to capture those moments 
And then what they do is they then give that back to us and we package them up and then we distribute it in terms of our marketing channels. So it's a very powerful medium. And what's interesting about it is the way I sometimes like to sort of quantify it, if you like, is, you know, say you've got 10 employees, say you've got 20, 30 employees. Well, potentially you have 10 cameras, 20 cameras, 30 cameras that are able to capture what you do and how you do it as and when it happens. And I think this is the real benefit of smartphone video marketing because I am a massive advocate of video production companies. Don't get me wrong. They are extremely professional in what they do and they are amazing in the way that they do it. But ultimately, my point, from my point of view, when a video production company comes into your business, they are really only there capturing a project possibly, you know, and that project may extend for one, two, three days, be it whatever it is. But then ultimately they leave. You know, you are running a business for 365 days. There are so many other opportunities along that timeline for you to be able to capture and package up. And um, yeah, I mean, that's something we very much do now within FES Tanks in Australia. Everyone is clued up on smartphone video marketing. We have guys that work in the middle of Australia in really isolated, challenging locations, you know, and they're getting video footage for us and we're packaging up and putting that out. And our customers are seeing that. They're seeing what we can do. And then that's prompting conversations with customers that have seen what we do, how we do it. And it's just a very virtuous, virtuous cycle. And I think that's what I find so exciting about it. And through that process, that is why I have been so excited with smartphone video marketing. I'm thinking, well, this is work for our company. I've got to get this message out. I want this to work for other business owners because, you know, running a business is hard work. And I'm just like, you know, if this is something that I can introduce to other people that helps their business grow, I'm all for that. I'm thinking of you going back to Australia, getting out of the iPhone 6 and gathering around your colleagues and saying, right, we need to film this video. And sometimes that kind of moment is always met with a little bit of skepticism until they start seeing the numbers roll in and you tell them about the numbers that I'm sure it's a bit more well received. But a couple of questions that come to mind for me about this period, even though you kind of just were giving it a go and you were doing this for the first time and you had been on that prior mobile journalism course, there's still a lot of skills to learn direction, different shooting methods, editing, voiceover work, dubbing. I'm just interested to know at that point in time, and even since then, how are you developing your skills? Are there particular resources that you can recommend to our listeners that that you found helpful in your journey? Or is this a lot of on-the-job learning and that's how you work? Scott, I think the biggest process to learning is imperfect action. It's as simple as that. Imperfect action is still action. And ultimately, action leads to progress. And I think that's one of the key elements people really need to embrace. I know there are a lot of hang-ups around video. And, you know, I was very much part of those preconceived notions around video itself. You know, what am I going to sound like on video? What am, what's my, how am I going to perceive on, on video? So on and so forth. And ultimately, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, they matter. Yes, you have to go through that process of breaking down those barriers, but the best way to go through that process is just by doing it. Yes, there is, you know, as you said, there's there's processes and methods to understanding the certain types of shots that you can use. There's a process to understanding how to edit. And, you know, we cover a lot of that within what is smartphone video marketing. We teach people how to actually do that. Um, but ultimately we give you the understanding and the basic skills from the first instance. And then it's just a matter of, right, you physically need to do this. It's like anything, learning a new instrument, taking on a new sport. You will always have a trainer that will teach you the fundamentals, you know, the core building blocks of how you do it and how you grow. But ultimately it comes down to you putting the effort in. And the great thing about it is because you have your smartphone, because you have a business, the best way to do that is, you know, if something comes up in your business, you think, well, you know, this is perfect. I need to capture this. You have the understanding of the building blocks on how to create the, create the shots, how to tell the story, how to edit it. You pull it together and then like, right, okay, this may not be great. This, I'm not completely happy with this, but let me tell you this, a lot of I think video editors, video production people, they're never really 100% happy with their story and their final cut. So it's just a matter of 
getting it out there and getting it done. And I'm interested to know, as, as part of this journey for you, as you're going through, you talked about you talked about imperfect action and you talked about the fact that there are going to be obstacles that you face and overcome. So I'm interested to know for you, you seem very confident. You, you seem to have a can-do attitude from hearing you talk, but there's no doubt that you would have faced obstacles or aspects of video production during your journey that have been more difficult for you than others. So I'm interested to know what those obstacles have been for you personally and maybe how you've overcome them. Well, I have to be honest. I mean, Scott, for all the bravado I give off, there's it's a whole different thing actually standing in front of a video camera, and I was totally intimidated <laughs> by it in every sense. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, you, you want to have this perception that you know what you're talking about. You want to have this perception that you're perceived as giving value, and that didn't come naturally to me, but um, it's just the process of doing it. I think what you find as well is, again, you will do things on camera and you will say things on camera and then you will view it after the fact. And the way that you see things on camera are perceived slightly different, but through the process of doing it, you say, oh, okay, I understood that. Maybe I could just change the perspective a little bit more or the way that I phrase that. It's very much a do it, evaluate it, learn from it, and just keep doing it onwards and onwards. So I think that is the process. Um, it is it is going to be a challenge. Anything that you do is a is a new task will be a challenge, and that's that's just the process. So you talked there about not particularly being the most comfortable in front of the camera to start with, but I'm interested to know are there any aspects of video production, editing, and so forth that have come more naturally to you that you really enjoy? The aspects of video that I do enjoy, and in particular with smartphone, is if something happens there and then, you're able to capture it. And that's something that really excites me because you're just able to pull out your phone. You're able to capture key elements. You can just do a series of shots. And that's the part that I really enjoy. Yes, there's the editing that goes after it. And that's a process that you learn. And yeah, I mean, they are all quite strong individual skill sets in their own right. But if you can learn those simple elements, yes, you understand the the shot types. I mean, we work on a five-shot five framework as a sort of the, the building blocks of what we teach with smartphone video marketing. So if you can learn those sort of five-shot frameworks in the simplest format, you're able to understand those and tell stories in the simplest way. And then from that, you go into the editing side of things. Now, the editing does take a little bit more time, and it is a, it is a process you have to learn. But, you know, again, to get the end result, you have to go through that. But ultimately, the process I enjoy the most is the end result. It's just seeing that video that you've produced, you're able to get that out there. And if anything, the videos that you do do, they act as a timestamp. You will come back and look at those videos. One thing I've learned over time is there is a heck of a lot of nostalgia around videos. And the great thing about them is they also, whilst they're nostalgic, they will also come back and show you how much you've progressed as a video maker, as a smartphone video marketer along that timeline. So I think that's the part I enjoy the most is actually seeing the videos produced and just seeing them from how far I started as well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I've asked you the question about common obstacles that have come up for you personally. And I can kind of guess the answer to some of this in that, you know, some of the obstacles that come up for the SMEs that contact you and want to start creating videos, but don't know where to start. You know, I'm assuming that the confidence is a big problem. So actually just getting started and helping people getting over that hurdle of the confidence in being in front of the camera. I assume that may be time. So people saying that time is a factor, you know, they're busy business owners or marketers, and they don't really know how to fit it into their working day. So maybe could you elaborate on that? Are there any obstacles that are kind of common obstacles that you hear? Maybe misconceptions from SMEs that you'd like to um, that you'd like to address in this episode and that you'd like to speak on that come up for you that you actually don't think are as big a hurdle as maybe SMEs see them as? Yeah, I think you're absolutely on the money there, Scott. The first one is experience, you know, very much like me. I have no filmmaking experience in any sense. That's exactly where I started. The second one is around time. How do we implement this? Um, I don't see how we can do that in an effective way. And, yeah, I think, um, and the third one is, you know, equipment. You know, what I don't know what equipment to use. I don't know, you know, how to sort of bring all this together. And, you know, all three of those elements were exactly where I started. But understanding and seeing the value of this long term made me apply myself because I think video is something that is only going to be with us, only going to become a stronger format first and foremost in the future. Now, for instance, you know, we talk about experience. We address all that within smartphone video marketing. It's We teach you the building blocks. Equipment, again, we give you the understanding of equipment that you can use to help you be able to do this. Time, yes, initially when you're learning the process, it does take a lot longer time because it's like anything. You need to find a workflow that works for you. But the more you do it, the faster that workflow will happen and the faster you will embrace the process, the faster you will say, yes, I get it. And then it will come to the point where you want to be pulling out your smartphone. You want to be capturing those moments. And I think that's that's the key. Uh, for us, it's almost, it's almost I want to be working with SEME businesses so they have those same aha moments that I have because then they understand the value around it. And I think that's there is a, a laborious sort of pain point to that. But I think if they can push through that and the benefits they get from that far outweigh the uh, initial sort of um, the learning processes initially. Yeah, the word that comes to mind to me as you're talking there is patience as well. It's a key component in all of this, um, it seems. Patience, very much so. I mean, I I am guilty of it very much so in terms of not having patience. You know, if you want to do something and implement something into your business, you know, you want to do it within a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month. And to be fair, you have to take a step back and you have to take more of a long-term view at this. It's it's something that evolves over time and you're absolutely right. Patience and persistence, but also having that mindset of this is something that will be of value in the future. And I say that because, you know, phone technology is only going to improve. These manufacturers, they are doing everything in their power to make the process of if you like filmmaking, capturing videos, capturing images through the phone, a seamless experience for you. So they are bringing like computational digital technology into these cameras that is totally mind-blowing. And it's only going to improve the way that you can capture what you do and how you do it. But also I want you to think about the way that, you know, like 5G is coming into the fall. You know, at the moment, there's still a lot of throttling and buffering around video. Video is a very data-heavy file format. Once 5G comes into the fore uh, and is standard on most smartphones, the speed in which you can upload, download, consume video is only going to increase. So I think, again, that is an opportunity that you need to think about in terms of this will be all be encompassed within your phone. 
um, improved video capturing technology and just faster upload speed. So I really think it's an opportunity there. I guess you talked about capturing the moment quite a lot there. And so I'm thinking, have you transitioned into helping SMEs with live streaming as part of this? Because essentially everything that you're talking about in terms of video production from your smartphone can also be applied to live streaming. Live streaming is very much something that can be implemented with smartphones and it's something that can be done very, very well. Uh, And again, I think as the technology improves, it's live streaming not just from one camera, but ultimately you could live stream from multiple cameras. Now, I know instances where you can almost go into a live event, for instance. You can have a, say you have an iPad as a production studio. You're that one individual. You're in that live event. I can effectively send out eight other people, all with different cameras, on the smartphone cameras rather, and as long as they're all on my network, I can pull all their live feeds, all these different perspectives into my iPad and stream that event live. Now, this is very advanced, you know, live streaming, and it's something that I think is very exciting. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to overwhelm SME businesses with this. They need to take that first step in understanding that journey. It's like going from nothing to running a marathon. Understand the principles of smartphone video marketing first understand the way that you can craft these shots, you know, start to do it in that simplistic style. And you will naturally become more comfortable with video. And then you will find maybe, you know, within your business, hey, let's do a live streaming event. And I mean, that's something we've done within FES Tanks within Australia. We have a particular bespoke build product that comes uh, through the factory what we will do is, you know, we will run a live event and we will say this is, an, this is a live event just for people within the trucking and logistics industry that are looking for a fuel solution that solves this, this, and this problem. And, you know, we will go with something that's live and ultimately it is a better production because of that timeline I've had with smartphone video marketing. And that's something I very much want to profess. Let's, let's start with your journey of smartphone video marketing in the you know in a very simple way in a way that you're able to understand and not be overwhelmed with but you will find as you go through that journey yes ultimately you will come into what is live content live streaming and all the various ways that you can do that i'm going to go back to that point in a moment because i want to pick up on that kind of where you help SMEs get started and the process that you go through a little bit. But before I do that, one kind of burning question that I've got that's come to mind is more of a philosophical one. And I was thinking about the fact that where we're now able to capture everything in the moment from our smartphones, that's positive for all the reasons that we're talking about on this podcast. So for video marketing, for capturing those kind of nuggets within your business that really provide a level of authenticity that can't be replicated when you plan for them. The flip side and maybe the downside or the negative is when you see people capturing tragic moments on their smartphones or if you think about social interaction and the fact that loads of people are always out there filming. I think about people going to music events and like filming everything through their smartphones but not living in the experience. So I'm just interested to know where you stand on that. Uh, are you someone that's out there and is encouraging everyone to film and are filming yourself a lot and are constantly filming? Or do you manage to find a way to detach yourself because you're conscious of those social interaction impact that I've just talked about there? Yeah, I mean, that's it. And that is that is the challenge, isn't it? I mean, I am a massive advocate for living in the moment and very much from a personal point of view. It depends, you know, family, friends, moments, key moments that I think are pivotal. And if I have the mindset I want to capture this, I do. I don't get too hung up on it because if that's the way I'm feeling at the time, I just go with it by all means. Equally, if I don't want to capture the moment and I want to experience it there and then, you know, I won't pull that phone out. I'll just live in the moment, enjoy it, and, you know, time stamp that in my mind as such. But I think what is interesting is ultimately, you know, my profession, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a digital marketer first and foremost. And so when, I'm, when I have my game face on, if you like, I see those moments and I try and capture them. Um, and there's, it's very much a different perspective. Um, I see that in terms of, you know, the business, adding value, so on and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, that's something I, 
I mean, everyone has to make their own judgment on that. I can't speak for, you know, everyone. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I, I, I am for living in the moment and I am for capturing the moments from a business perspective. It seems like it's, for most people, just the conscious awareness of making the decision yourself about what you're choosing to film versus what you feel obliged to and kind of controlling that. That's what I'm interested in in this area. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, what I would say, Scott, it's always interesting because, you know, you say that and you think about what's your perspective on it there and then, you know, do I live in the moment? Do I capture it uh, on video or do I just experience it from a personal point of view? And however you choose to go down that route, it's not right and it's not wrong. But what is interesting is, you know, Facebook has a great feature that, you know, uh, called memories or moments. Now, I get flashbacks a year later, two years, five, eight years later of videos that I captured back at the time. And when you see those videos there and then, be it a personal level or be it from a marketing perspective, straight away there's so much emotion, nostalgia, transformation back to that time that it's just it just gives you so much so from that point of view i think they are you know capturing the moment from a video perspective long term gives you so much value and i think that's that's actually a beautiful thing but whether or not you want to remove yourself from that experience at the time to capture it you know that's only a call you can make so I'm an SME, for example. I'm bought into the idea of smartphone video marketing, but I don't know where to start. I appreciate you can't go through everything in detail, but could you maybe provide an overview of some of the key things that you start with to help an SME go through that process of starting to use video? Yeah, I, I think what's key for us is giving the power back to the people within the SME business. You know, you've heard the old proverb, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. I mean, that is exactly our ethos with smartphone video marketing. We are trying to teach you the principles of smartphone video marketing so you are able to capture those moments within your business. You know, I don't want to be in there filming video on your behalf. I want you to do it and capture the moments as and when they happen. So first and foremost, we teach you the building blocks of smartphone video, how to create simple visual stories. And that comes down to sort of capturing it from a visual point of view, you know, the different shot varieties, the five-shot framework I've talked about previously. And then we go into the editing stage, how you bring that all together from an editing perspective, you know, the way that you choose to tell that story, the way that you can introduce music overlays or voiceovers from a marketing point of view. And then ultimately, once you're comfortable with that, we can then get into the marketing side of things. You know, I've got extensive experience over 10 years plus in the marketing side of things, and that is a conversation all onto itself. But first and foremost, it's understanding the principles of smartphone video marketing. And then once you're happy with that, it's like, right, how can we introduce that to your business? And then we just start to look at maybe, right, what are some things you're doing? Do you have... Um, say, for instance, an onboarding process that clients may come into your business and you're just sending out emails or, you know, um, you're doing something over and over again. Tell you what, let's, let's, let's set up a video. Let's capture the moment. Let's introduce you. Uh, let's onboard some clients so they have that personal introduction to who you are, what to expect next, so on and so forth. Um, so that's just one example, if you like, where you could introduce smartphone video marketing from a very simple point of view, or you might want to sort of do it from a customer success story, customer testimonials. Let's see if we can get some smartphone videos from your customers that give you a shout out in terms of the good quality that you're, you know, the good service that you're supplying. So it's, I mean, that's just two examples of, in terms of, you know, what we may choose to look at. Uh, another interesting one is always, you know, your origin story in terms of why you started the business. Sometimes we just like to capture that within the context of a smartphone video. And it really helps give a personal insight into who you are and what you do. But ultimately, you know, businesses are built on personal connections and a video really helps you establish that. So that's just a couple of examples where we can help you in the sort of first instance. It stands out to me that and you've said this a few times, you've referenced start really small, start simple. 
ease yourself into the process it sounds like is that fair yeah that's exactly right and we you know we can give you a lot of help in that first instance you know like i talked about onboarding videos for your customers we can help you with customer uh, review videos we can help you with like telling your origin story because ultimately people do people uh, people do business with people so you know adding that personal connection but yeah, I mean, we are there to help you understand the videos that you can create and the value they bring for your business. Excellent. And I'm interested to know whether it's your clients and people that you've worked with or whether it's just another business or brand or person in the industry, your favorite examples of smartphone created video content. So who does it really well for you? Excellent. Well, I'm going to have to go first and foremost, the FBS tanks in Australia. <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm biased. That was a leading question, Your Honour. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, secondly, I have to call out Creative Fitness Marketing. Uh, they're a marketing agency that help gyms increase their memberships. I mean, they put 16 members of their staff through a training event with myself. And, I mean, they have just embraced it and they are taking it to a whole nother level. It's brilliant. And I mean, effectively, they send in two-man teams with their smartphones into gyms. They go in for the day and they capture what that gym does and they package it up into video content that they then use to drive membership for those gyms. So I think that is a great example of how smartphone video marketing has worked for them. Uh, another sort of small local company, that uh, has done smartphone video marketing is Power Tutors. They're a Surrey-based tutoring agency. They have a lot of uh, onboarding protocols that they use for their tutors. Uh, and yeah, we work with them in terms of creating onboarding videos just by using smartphones. And they were blown away by the experience. They said, you know, it was better than what they ever expected. And now, all those videos are part of their onboarding systems. So I think that's another great example. And I know this isn't technically an SME business, but uh, another example is um, Lovick Life Coach. And this is an interesting one. So this was my partner. She got tongue cancer. Okay. And then what happened was she was a bit freaked out by it all and she didn't know what to expect. And I just said, well, look, if you're going through this, I'm sure there are a lot of other people going through this. Why don't we just capture everything that happens on our smartphone? Let me capture it. We don't know what's going to happen, but let's do it. So we did. And she went through the whole process of tongue cancer. You know, she went into surgery, was in intensive care. She came out. I was in intensive care with my smartphone. I she was hooked up with all the bells and whistles and, you know, she was getting a full MOT by the looks of it. And we captured everything. And the whole two weeks of that process in hospital, we got it all and then we packaged it all up. And that was part of her story as a cancer survivor. And it was totally amazing. But, you know, from that, it has been picked up by so many. She is now an advocate for, you know, uh, London Borough Guys Hospital at London Bridge. She's been picked up by the BBC in terms of an advocate for tongue cancer and everything. So from that perspective, that has added so much value from uh, not so much business related, but more from a personal experience as well. Yeah, it's interesting because we go back to what I said earlier about the dangers. So the, the the negative side of capturing tragedies but again then you can also on the flip side of that capture triumph and all of these really emotional moments so yeah that's a really interesting example thanks for sharing that one i'm also interested to know beyond just video marketing and you just touched on like a personal reference there but beyond just using smartphones for video marketing so i've come across over the years smartphones started to be used for full film production yeah. and um i'm just interested to know if there are examples like that that stand out to you so that our listeners and me can understand the scope of what's possible with just from your smartphone beyond just marketing yeah i think i mean and this is something that's a really much a testament to the technology and it not just being a gimmick as such in the early days mobile journalism you know mainstream call them journalism snobs, very much viewed, very much viewed smartphone video as, oh, that's just a toy, that's just a gimmick, whereas now it's come into the fore. You'll be definitely watching news stories uh, on the BBC that have been produced for smartphones. But equally, um, you know, there's some very prominent Hollywood film directors. Uh, Steven Soderbergh has produced, I think, two films purely just using smartphones. 
tangerine and high-flying birds. Uh, high-flying birds, I think, was in 2019. Equally, Lady Gaga, 2020, March, April of last year, I think she'd been quiet for about three years, just came out, released a new album. The first music video that she did for that album, the whole thing was filmed with a iPhone 11 Pro, I think. You know, so these are just some examples of where smartphones uh, are being used. And, you know, that's just a testament to the quality of the quality of the film production that can be pulled from the phone. Talking about quality and production and smartphones these days, what's in your tech backpack as we speak today? So have you upgraded your phone? Have you got a few more cool accessories that you use? Or are you just keeping it really basic? Where are you at? Yeah, so that's the battle, isn't it? Everyone wants new toys, definitely. I mean, I've still got the old faithful iPhone 6S in the back pocket. It's always good to have multiple phones because you can capture multiple angles. uh, And that's great. But I mean, first and foremost, I've just, I mean, I, I pretty much lead now with my iPhone 11 Pro Max. And in terms of simple filming stuff, I just really have a a tripod for getting stable shots first and foremost. I have a a handheld video rig, which if you can imagine, almost looks like a, a Formula One racing steering wheel. It's in that sense. And then you literally just put your iPhone in the middle, helps you capture more stable shots. I have a specialized um microphone that plugs into the phones just helps you capture better audio and really that's it yeah we just try and leverage what is natural light and between that um you know you should be more than capable of capturing really good quality video that's amazing and on a similar note my final question for you today before we close out i want to know we've talked a lot about shooting video but of course in terms of video production you have the editing the audio aspects of that as well i just want to know is there anything that's smartphone based maybe an app or a platform that you really like that helps you enhance or edit video? Yes. I mean, if people want to have a play around with the editing side of it, I would definitely recommend KineMaster. Uh, That is a very simple editing app. There's a free version you can get. It's on iOS and Android. comes with a watermark for any videos that you want to produce. Equally, if you want to upgrade, remove that watermark. The option is there. Uh, More advanced versions of mobile editing app specifically would be LumaFusion. That is a fantastic, that is my go-to. I use first and foremost. But equally, if you just have a series of clips and you want to almost automate the editing process with the combination of transitions and music, another really good app is called Quick, Q-U-I-K, and that's from GoPro. And I'm, I, I use that sometimes, whereas I'll just pull in a series of clips and, you know, let their, let their app almost sort of create the editing transitions for me. And then you can just change the style of the music and then just that's a really quick way of producing sort of a video social style. Thank you so much for those recommendations. Um, before I let you go, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and more about smartphone video marketing? Well, I mean, as it suggests, primarily the website's the best place and it is smartphonevideo.marketing, simple as. Brilliant. So everyone go check out Daryl at Smartphone Video Marketing. All of the examples that Daryl's referenced in the episode and all of the tools and software are linked to in the show notes. You can find those too. And for now, Daryl, I'll just say thank you again and for sharing so much interesting advice. I'm looking forward to checking out all of those examples that you shared today myself. Scott, it's been a pleasure. Great to talk with you. Thank you brilliant take care this has been the internet marketing podcast planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 